Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Tonight, we're going to talk about the hidden things. The hidden things. So um, this lesson is actually comes from just my own quiet time. So just so you guys know, I'm not picking on you guys tonight when I read this. This was for me, (laughs) okay? It hit me first. It came to me. It wasn't intended for anyone else. Uh, As I was praying and asking God, okay, God, what do you want me to speak on tonight? It just so happened to be a lesson that he gave to me, okay? I love the word of God. I love getting in his presence because he has a way of just bringing things to light. He has a way uh, when he gives you his word, he has a way of just softly bringing a word of correction. And correction is not a bad thing at all. This is not a hellfire and brimstone uh, message. It is just a redirection. I would say. So don't feel bad. I'm not pointing any fingers at anybody, nobody on Facebook Live uh, or anything, but it is a word that God spoke to my heart. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Joshua 7.13. Joshua 7.13. God is speaking to Joshua here, and he says, get up. He said, get up, command the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. Now, this text actually comes from after the Battle of Jericho, okay? So many of you know, are familiar with the Battle of Jericho. It was a great defeat. Joshua had just become the leader of the Israelites. Moses had died, and God had promised that he would give the land to his people. So now it was time for them to go in and conquer the land. So... Moses has died, but like Moses, God had given Joshua specific instructions. He said, in order for you to go in this land, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. I need you to do one, two, and three. I'm going to give you specific instructions. You will already go in and conquer the land. I've already given you the land. But in order to inhabit the land, you got to do these things. So, (coughs) excuse me. Among some of these few instructions, God told them specifically, he said, don't take anything set apart for destruction. Anything that I said to destroy, don't take it. And he also said, everything made of silver, gold, bronze, and iron is sacred to the Lord and must be brought into his treasury. So in Joshua 1, uh, in Joshua 7, 1, it clearly says they didn't listen. <laughs> Somebody didn't listen. And they ended up doing something that God had not told them to do. So all of a sudden, God's promise looked like confusion. Like, wait, 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 hold on, God. 
you told us to go into this land. You told us this land was ours. You told us that all we had to do is this, this, and this. Now, Joshua's like, God, we did everything that you told us to do. What happened? I don't know about y'all, but I've been getting a lot of questions, you know, different people just asking questions like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> what is going on in the world right now? There's some crazy stuff going on. What's going on in the state? What's going on here? Can we believe anything that they tell us on the news? What's happening here? What's going to happen with school? What's not going to happen with school? What's going to go on with my future? All of these questions. Now, we know as human beings and as believers, this is a believer service. If we believe in God's word, we know what God has promised us. And there are some things that are going on that are like, you know what, God, this don't look like what you have promised us. And Joshua was the same way. This does not look like what you have promised us. Uh, in Galatians 6.8, if you can put that on the screen for me. Galatians 6.8, it says, those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. So to break that down, if you live to satisfy your own lust and your own flesh and your own desires, guess what's going to happen? You will harvest decay and death. In other words, you will get nada. Okay? So we wonder what's going on in the world right now. In the world right now, everybody is living to please self. So Joshua crying out to God and asking God, wait, hold on, something is going wrong. And then in Joshua 7.13, we can look at this scripture. If you can go back to that right quick. We can look at this scripture and it says, hidden among you, O Israel, are things that are set apart from the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things amongst you. So what's going on? Hmm. Let's see. There's two things. There's two ways we can look at this. Somebody done messed up. Somebody done took something that they wasn't supposed to take. God said, don't you take those things that are set apart for the Lord. There are things that are to go into the treasury and there are things that are to be destroyed. Don't take those things. Those things that are to be destroyed, we can look at those things and say, what are those things? First of all, we can say, hmm, are those things sin? Because what happened is Achan was one of the warriors, and he looks in there and he says, ooh, that, there's a robe in there that's kind of fly, and I think it fits me just nice. I'm a, ooh, I got to have it. I got to have it. Ooh, ooh I'm going to take this robe. Then he saw some silver, and he saw some gold, and he, he saw some other stuff, and he said, you know what? this place finna be destroyed anyway. I'm gonna go ahead and take this. There was so many things that were going on there. If we look at sin, there was lust. He saw something. He lusted after it. He wanted it. There was probably a little jealousy because he was like, ooh, this evil, wicked city. Got all of this stuff. They don't deserve to have this. I'm a child of God. Let me go ahead and take this. There was maybe envy. 
There was all kinds of things in there that he was looking. He lusted upon something. He wanted it, and he took it in, in himself. Disobedience set in, and he said, I, I want that. doesn't matter what God told me. I need that. I'm going to take it. So Achan took that stuff. We can look at this scripture and say, hmm, hidden among you, Israel, are things that are set apart from the Lord. Or we can look at this scripture and say, hmm, there's some silver, there's some gold, there's some bronze, there's some iron, there's some things that were set apart from God, where God says, you know what, I don't want you to destroy those things. I want you to bring those things into my treasury. They're sacred. They're mine. I want them for my purposes. So there were things that were withheld from God that he said, they're mine. I want them. So I ask you guys tonight, my first point tonight is, what are you hiding? We can look at this two different ways. It could be sin. There could be things in our lives that we are hiding. But what about those other things? What about those God-given talents that God says, I need you to bring those things to me? Those are mine. I'm calling those things out. I want the silver. I want the gold. I want the precious things. I want those things that I have set apart for my use, for my glory. What about your gifts? What about your talents? What about those precious things that I have given to you? First, Tim uh, First Timothy 4.14 says, Do not neglect the spiritual gift you receive through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid hands on you. For many of you tonight, there have been specific things that God has spoken in your life. God has called you to specific things in your life. Those are gifts. Those are those precious things, that silver, that gold, that iron, that bronze, that God has called you to do. Are you hiding them? Are you hiding those things from God? Recently, uh, I received a word. I went to one of my friend's conferences, and I received a word from the lady who was speaking there, and uh, it was a word of correction. She said, uh, God is doing some fine-tuning in your life, and she says, but you have more. You have more that you're not giving to God, and I was like, why are you, why are you in my business, lady? I don't know you like that. Get out of my business. She says, there's more. You got more that you should be giving God, and you're not. Galatians 2.20 says, huh. I, you know, I, before I read this scripture, it's funny to me how when she told me that, I immediately, there were things that popped up into my mind, and I was like, but God, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I'm not equipped to do that. I don't think I am. God, why did you call me to do that? It's so funny how we're always telling God what we don't want to do. Like, we want somebody else's gift. God, let me sing in the choir. You, you can't even sing. God, let me preach. Uh, you, you might not can preach very good. Or, God, let me do this. Let me be in front of everybody. You know what? Everything ain't for everybody. But there are specific things that God has called you to do. Galatians 2.20, it says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. 
So I live in this earthly body trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's not my life anyway. I live this life as a believer through him, not through my thoughts or my failures or my excuses. I live this life through him. It's funny, God told the Israelites, I have given you the land. I have given you the land. This is something that you ain't even got to work for, not really. I just need you to go in there and do what I told you to do. God has given us these gifts. And God is saying, I just need you to operate in something that I have already gave you freely. I don't need your excuses. I don't need your doubts. I don't need your disobedience. I just need you to operate in the gift that I gave you. 1 Peter 4.10 says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety (laughs) of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. You know, pastor's been talking, you know, and it just stuck with me. Pastor was saying, this is the year of preparation. This is the year of preparation. And what are we preparing for? It says in that scripture, use them well. Use your spiritual gifts well to do what? To serve one another. We're in a season now where there's a lot of people that are lost and they're hurting. They're going through so many things. What is God preparing the church for right now during this season? He is preparing us to serve one another. He is fine-tuning those spiritual gifts that he has placed in us. Why? To serve one another. We are called to be God's hands, his feet, his voice. How will people know unless we tell them? We wonder what's going on with the world. Why is the enemy overtaking the land? There's some hidden things, and we will not overtake the enemy until those hidden things are no longer amongst us. We cannot continue to hide our spiritual gifts. The enemy will continue to overtake us, and we will be sitting up there like, oh my gosh, what is going on here? We got to uncover the hidden things. Uh, I was uh, listening to this little thing today on Instagram. I love Lisa Harper. I just, Lisa Harper is who I am in a different color. I love her. (laughs) I I got the privilege of meeting her when she came down here and she said, when I get to heaven, I'm gonna look just like you. I said, you my girl. (laughs) So uh, she adopted a beautiful little black baby and I was just like, yeah, girl, you black. You black on the inside, I love it. So she was on Instagram, she was reading this quote today and it just hit me. It's from uh, Henri, I can't say his last name. Uh, Nowen. We just gonna go with it. Henri Nowen. The tragedy of Christian ministry is that many who are in great need, many who seek an attentive ear, a word of support, a forgiving embrace, a firm hand, a tender smile, or even a stuttering confession of inability to do more, often find that their ministers, distant men 
who do not want to burn their fingers. Now that's kind of deep. I'm going to break that down for y'all a little bit. In other words, there's a lot of people who need somebody to listen to them. There's a lot of people who need some support. They, they need to be embraced. They need a hug. They need some, you know, discipline. They need a, a smile. They, they need something. There's so many gifts of the ministry that are spoken right here in this quote. So many gifts that God has given to us. But he said, here's the tragedy of Christian ministry. There's so many people who need these things, but the ministers, us, the children of God, those that God has given to, those spiritual gifts to, ugh, we don't want to touch it. We don't want to get our hands dirty. We don't want to get in the trouble. We don't want to hurt our little hands, our little fingers. So we move away at a distance. We, you know what? You're a little bit too difficult for me to deal with right now, so I can't mess with you. I, I'm guilty of that. And I'm a counselor by trade. I'm like, Lord, I just, I can't listen to this right now. <laughs> this is kind of deep. I see why you smoke. You know, <laughs> there's so many things that people are going through, but the tragedy of Christian ministry is that we, we don't, we don't want to help. We're hiding our talents, our gifts. There are hidden things in our lives. We're not doing what God has called me to do. Whose life is it? It says the life that I now live, I live in Christ, not in me. I was talking to this young man today, and he, <laughs> he was talking about the whole pandemic and unemployment. For you folks out there getting unemployment, praise God. I'm glad that God is providing for you, for your home. I'm not talking about y'all, but with this statement that I'm going to say, y'all know who I'm talking about. I hope he's not listening to this because he might figure out who I'm talking to. Or if he is, God bless you. He said, he's a talented, talented young man. And uh, he has two different trades. He was working in the oil field and he has another trade that he does. And he's like, man, I'm not going back to the oil field unless they're going to pay me what they were paying me before. He said, I was able to work in the oil field. And I was able to make about $35 an hour and I didn't have to do much. He said, now, with the trade that I'm doing right now, I'm on my feet all day and I get tired. <laughs> I was like, and how is that a problem? When did we ever get to the place where we just got tired of work? <laughs> where we just want everything easy, where we just want everything handed to us. You know, this pandemic is really showing a lot of people's true colors. Like, oh my goodness, can we not get back to the way my life was before? Why do we have, and don't get me wrong, I've been complaining too. Why can't we just go back to where things were easier? We've gotten to the place where we don't want to suffer through hard things anymore in order to grow. We don't, we don't want to grow despite God's word said, God in his word, he said, my grace is sufficient enough for you. Every person in the Bible that had to, that overcame greatly, they went through great trials too. They had to overcome. They had to work out their faith with fear and trembling. They had to work at the thing that, the gift that God had gave them. God promised them the victory, but they had to get up 
and they had to go get what God had already promised them. Where did we, and I'm saying we, me, where did we get to a place where we say, I don't want to do that? When that lady gave me the word, the first thing that popped into my head, I knew it was from God. I was like, God, I don't want to do that. That's hard. That's hard. I don't want to do that. When I first came in this ministry, man, this is like a grassroots movement. We were going into people's houses, laying hands on the sick, uh, uh, seeing people delivered, casting out demons, all kinds of stuff. And you know what? I'm like, I don't want to do that. But that's the work of the ministry. <laughs> Those are the gifts that God has given to us as the church. Sometimes we're overtaken by things such as laziness. Okay, Matthew 25, verse 14. Many of you may know this story. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. Verse 15. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. And then he left on his trip. Now, this particular story, I ain't going to read all of it. I'm going to just go through it. So one servant had five, one servant had two, one servant had one. Was it two or three? Two? Five, two, and one, I believe. Go back to 15. I don't want to be lying. Yep, five bags, two bags, and one. So the one who had five, what did he do? He went out, he invested it, and he got five more. The one that had two, he went out, he invested his, he got two more. But the one in verse 24, if you can jump down to verse 24, look at what the one that had one, he didn't even have much. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you did not plant and gathering crops you did not cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. The funny thing is, in the Old Testament, the story about Achan, how he had took, the things that God told him not to take. You know what he did? He took the stuff and he hid it in the earth. He hid it under his tent. Those hidden things. He hid it. So God got mad, he said, in verse 26. He said, oh, you think you know me, right? But the master said, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I, I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? That's the least you could have did. I told you to take my stuff to the treasury. Deposit my stuff in the bank, and at least I could have gotten some interest on it. Verse 28. Then he, he said, you know what? Go ahead and take his money and give it to the one with 10 bags of silver. And verse 29 says... To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. And they will have an abundance. But those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. 
When God gave me that word of correction, I kind of took it a little light. And I was like, God, I hear you. I know. I know. I got more to give. But uh, I don't want to do that. (laughs) When I was studying for this lesson, he said, let me explain something to you, little girl. That that I have given you, if you want to hide it, I'll take it and I'll give it to somebody else who's going to use it for what I have called it to be used for. And you, you just got a little bit. The little bit that you have, that's going to be taken away too. And I was like, ooh. Okay, God. Sometimes we're just lazy. And we just don't want to do it. But sometimes we're afraid. My second and my last point, I'm going to go through it real quick, is what are you afraid of? The first point was, what are you hiding? The second point, what are you, what are you scared of? It's so funny in Joshua, Joshua 1.9, God commands Joshua in the beginning. After Moses had died, Joshua had some big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. Today just happens to be uh, Pastor Barbara's birthday. And uh, man, after she passed away, I was like, man, my mentor's gone. What am I going to do? I did not know what to do, and so I moved back. I isolated myself, and I was afraid. You know, those were some big shoes to fill. Man, she was not only a mother, but she was a mentor, and she loved the word of God, and she commissioned us to do what God had called us to do. Every time she taught us and every time she trained us, she was a mother. And she wanted to make sure that when her time was up, we would carry on what God had called us to do. So Joshua's in this place now, and in Joshua 1.9, it says, be, uh, this is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It's so funny. Every time in a battle, right before a battle, it was like God had to remind Joshua, hey, don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Hey, Joshua, don't be scared. Don't be afraid. Before the battle of Ai in Joshua 8.1, he said, look, don't be scared. Don't be afraid. I've already given them to you. Joshua 10, 8, and 25, this is when Israel defeated the southern kings. He said, you know what, Joshua, hey, don't be scared. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. I've already given them to you. Joshua 1, uh, 11, 6, when uh, the Israelites defeat the northern kings. Guys, they was fighting. They were fighting, and they were going from place to place conquering the land. And every single time, God told Joshua, Joshua, don't be afraid. They beat the south. Now they went to the north, and he said, don't, sca- don't be a- afraid, Joshua. He said, by this time tomorrow, in Joshua eleven six, 6, he said, do not be afraid of them. By this time tomorrow, I will hand all of them over to you, to Israel as dead men. But in the beginning, it was like, you will not be afraid. You will not be able. You will not be able to overtake your enemies because she got some hidden things. 
Get rid of those hidden things and you can defeat the enemy. God has already devised a plan, guys, for us, and he has already handed over the enemy. Not only has he handed over the enemy, he has handed over the spoils. Everything that they have, he has given it to us. It's beautiful, and I'm going to end with this. Uh, Joshua 1, 6 through 9 says, Be strong and courageous. Uh, we can go to seven. I, I, I read that one. Sorry. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything that you do. Verse eight. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Verse 9, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Guys, God has already given us the land. This year, he is preparing us to go in and take what God has already given us, whether it be souls, whether it be family members, whether it be financial breakthrough, whether it be deliverance, whether it be uh, miracles, whatever it is that is your prayer, God is preparing us right now to go in and take the land. If everybody uh, would stand up, Matthew 24, 35 says, Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. God's word is so powerful. God says, out of everything, I have given you this word. And for some reason, Moses, the stories of Moses, Joshua, Joseph, all of those stories have just been like embedded in my mind here lately. And every time I open up the Bible to read it, God speaks to me. And it's like we're living in these times right now where God's people are, have gone away, but God is calling them back. And God is saying, hey, I've prepared a place for you. I've prepared something for you. It's something better than what you have now and something better than you already seen. But guess what? There are some hidden things in you. Some are good and some are bad. There's some gifts amongst you that God wants to use for his glory. Don't allow the fear to take those gifts away from you. Don't allow the enemy to come through and take that God-given gift out of you. His grace is sufficient enough for us. If we are believers, then the word of God lives inside of us. And that word will never, never, never disappear. God's gifts are without repentance. Once he gives them, gives them to us, he won't take them away. But we got to be obedient. We got to walk in his word. We got to meditate on his word day and night. We got to keep the book of the law in front of us day and night. If you haven't been in your word, get in your word. God wants to speak to you. 
If you haven't been in prayer, get in prayer. God wants to speak to you. It's July, almost August. We got a little, we, we got some more time before the end of the year. God is preparing. I believe the man of God and his words, he said, this is the year of preparation. Don't let this year go by without God working on those things that he wants to work on in your life. Because guess what? Next year, you're going to need them. Don't be caught like that servant hiding his stuff in the earth. God, we want to be used. We want to be used for your glory, for your honor, for your grace. We want to be used by you. God, get rid of those things out of our lives. Whether there's those sins like Achan, whether it was jealousy or lust or fear or laziness, or we see those things that we want that you've, you haven't called us to. God, get rid of those things. But God, also, those gifts that are hidden in us, God, bring those things out. Bring those things out. Encourage us in your word like you encouraged Joshua and told him, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I have handed them over to you. You do not have to be afraid. Walk in my word. Walk in my way. Walk in my will. Walk in obedience. I have given you the enemy. I have given you this land for your inheritance. I have given you everything that you need, and my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient enough for you. Father, we thank you for your word. Awaken in us, awaken in us, God, those desires that you have placed in us to do those things that you have called us to do. Awaken in us those dreams that have been put to rest. Awaken in us, God, those desires to step out and do your will, no matter what it may be. If God has given you a gift to speak, then speak. If God has given you a gift to, to serve for hospitality, then serve and be hospitable. As God, if God has given you a gift for, for food ministry or for prayer or whatever it may be, he said he has a vast number of spiritual gifts that he has given. Whatever gift that God has given you, operate in that gift. Ask God. God, awaken that gift in me. Awaken the gifts inside of us, God, that you have called us to before the beginning. God, you said that you know the plans that you have for us. You know the plans that you have for us. Not plans to do us any harm, God, but to do us good. You have called us from the beginning of time. And God, now is our time. Right now, right now, right now is our time to move, not to be idle. Now is our time to move as a church, as a unit, God, to overtake the enemy. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We praise you. We honor you. And we won't fear what other people may say. 
We won't fear what other people aren't doing. We won't fear COVID-19. We won't fear the government. We won't fear the naysayer. We won't fear those things out there that are talking real loudly. God, we're going into the secret place, into the secret place of the Most High. And God, we will draw our strength from you and your word. We thank you, God. We praise you in Jesus' mighty name.